Live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Studios in Boston, Massachusetts, welcome to the Smokin' Tobacco Show with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and Smokin' Nicole. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Smokin' Tobacco Show live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Studios. I'm Matt Tobacco from SmokinTobacco.com, and I'm joined once again by the beautiful Smokin' Nicole. And tonight, our friend Reinhardt joins us, uh, a man of uh, multiple hats, <coughs> yet his newest and latest endeavor will be that of joining the Mirafell Cigars team. Um, but he's done a lot of other things uh, before he's before that, and uh, we're going to get into all that tonight. Reinhardt, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure and honor. I'm delighted to be here. Uh, I have very fond memories of our last get-together and, and us doing uh, the last show together, which was in Las Vegas during the PCA mm-hmm. uh, for our Light em Up show, um, live coverage from Vegas. So finally, good to be here with you, and thank you so much for having me. Oh, absolutely. We appreciate you uh, being with us, especially with the time change. Uh, it's 1 it's one a.m. over there right now, I, I believe is what you said. So Yes, it's really late or early, depending on how you look at it over there. Um, you know, so we appreciate you being here. Uh, it's definitely a late night. Um, but I mean, you know, we can get right into it. I mean, there's there's a there's a lot of things that you you've done, you know, within the cigar community. Um, you know, obviously earlier this year, a month or so ago, you know, we we got the announcement of uh, you were going to be joining the Mirafell Cigars team uh, with that new venture. Um, but you've also launched your own app. Uh, you've done some work with Cigar Journal Magazine. Um, let's just take a, a little step back for some, for some of our viewers who might not know who you are, um, which I feel like mo- most people do. But for those who don't, you know, how how long have you been um, a part of the cigar community? Well, for the cigar community, um, I smoked my first cigar when I turned eighteen. Um, I put on a black suit and tie. I went to a traditional old school American bar in the city center of Vienna, sat at the piano, ordered my first cocktail. I lit up my first cigar. And that was the beginning of, of, a, of a beautiful journey. So uh, that was a, that was a beautiful story. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was so picturesque. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Like James Bond. <laughs> I mean, I, I sort of always had that, that, feel for you know special things great experiences and um, and 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 what was fascinating for me about the the world of cigars was sort of the the, the whole mystique around it uh, I, I i had zero idea about cigars in, in all honesty back then but it was somehow appealing to me because i felt it was it was something special that, that, that there was a certain magic that that kind of captured my attention and that just stayed with me all the time you know originally my background is in in wines and spirits and hospitality i i was always a polymath interested in many different things um but right after school i i worked in for for a large catering company i worked with handicapped pupils i almost became a professional drummer um, I was a skiing instructor and I studied socioeconomics. Um, but what, what truly fascinated me was the world of smell and taste and sensory nuances and treating other people well, you know, serving them and uh, and just providing wonderful experiences to other people through all the various means that we have. 
What's fascinating about that is um, it, it sort of brought me back to my roots. Um, I come from a very simple and humble background and upbringing here in, in Vienna, Austria. Um, my grandfather actually lost a foot in, in World War II and he, and he was sort of a, a fighter for all his life. And we, we truly never had much, but we had the family table. And so that that love and appreciation for a simple, humble product for something that you craft with your own hands and something that you can perceive and smell and taste and appreciate with all your senses, that was sort of installed in me from a very early age on. And I rediscovered that through the world of, of wines, spirits, hospitality, where you gather people around the table, and ultimately also in the world of of fine handmade premium cigars. Um, because I think those products are the quintessential expression of, of us as human beings, um, of culture, history, geography. And it gives us an understanding of the people that came before us that have put their, their blood, sweat and tears and their heart and soul for, for, for crafting that beautiful little piece of um, fermented tobacco leaves that ultimately we get to enjoy all together. And so um, that's a sort of a long winded answer to um, somehow the fascination for cigars has always been with me, even though I had no family um, you know, relationships with it or, or no, no imprinting. Um, I just discovered it um, by the, the sheer fascination and the sheer nature of it. And, and so it, it sort of stuck with me ever since. And um, in, in terms of a more professional uh, relationship with cigars, that only came later in life. Um, I worked as, as a bartender, as a host in um, some of the most accomplished bars, restaurants and hotels around the world. I lived and worked in London at the famous American bar, helped setting up a gin craft distillery. I worked for a consultancy company and ultimately back in Austria, I started my own. Um, I, I did um, consultancy for five-star hospitality for various luxury brands all around the globe about creating those meaningful experiences, creating mesmerizing multi-sensory experiences. And cigars um, sort of uh, perfectly fit into to all that. And since I'm a journalist as well, writing for different drinking gourmet publications, that's sort of how I ended up with a cigar journal as a contributing author. And in particular, uh, covering uh, an event called Mountain on Fire, which happened uh, a few times in a row, high up in the Austrian Alps, with Rocky Patel coming over. Um, in the first year, he, he officially launched uh, the, the Grand Reserve um, in, in Europe, and later on, um, the liberation by Hamlet. And I was covering that event for Cigar Journal, which brought me in contact with them, and that truly kick-started the sort of more professional part of my cigar journey. Now, you also started Light 'em Up, which is not only just your weekly show, but it's also an app now. Light 'em Up Go. Light 'em Up, Light 'em Up Go. Yep. Um, tell me a little bit yep. more about the development of that. That I thought that was very interesting. The concept being um, you can find cigar lounges and all around you, or, you in shops like wherever you are. You can find them all around the world. 
Um, <clears throat> tell me a little bit more of you know, how that came to be and uh, kind of what, what it took to really get that going. So the initial idea and concept for Light em Up was to start a podcast with more of a sort of a European voice. Um, I, I always love the fact that in the U.S. there are so many great shows like like yours about cigars, uh, podcasts, uh, the, the Cigar Authority, um, all these wonderful programs where you can learn about cigars and you can connect with other people. And I wanted to do something over here in Europe where we, we, we hardly find any of these cigar podcasts or new and modern cigar media. So I came up with the concept for Light em Up, but then COVID hit and we suddenly found ourselves a lockdown, stuck at home with no chance to, to interact, to have those personal, meaningful encounters and gatherings. And since I am a host at heart, and as I described before, hospitality is what I live and breathe on a daily basis, I was looking for opportunities to continue doing what I love best, and that is bringing people together, providing opportunities for us to, to engage with each other and have great conversations, enjoy fabulous products. And so I thought of why not start a virtual lounge or a virtual bar almost where, well, we probably do not have a chance to sit side by side and next to each other smoking a cigar, but we could still come together, have a meaningful conversation, enjoy great cigars together. And that's truly how the Light em Up Lounge came about. So it was a weekly program Every Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday, uh, beginning on um, March 20th, um, two years ago almost, we did our live lounge. And for quite a lot of people internationally, it became their safe space, their, their, their little piece of sanity in, in a very challenging and devastating situation. And it... Uh, it became this uh, wonderful movement, almost a community of amazing people from all walks of life, from all ends of the earth. And um, I, I realized that um, a couple months in, Light em Up was just so much more than than a, a weekly live show or just a, a, a virtual lounge. You know, it, it it truly grew into a movement, as I said, and the family of of like-minded people. And thus, I kept asking myself, what is the evolution of that? What is the next step? How can we continue to bring people together to provide answers to pressing questions for the cigar-loving community? How can we bring value to the people that enjoy premium cigars and be relevant to the modern cigar enthusiast? And so besides the lounge, I did a lot of research and a lot of interviews with people where, where I was trying to truly find the essence of what it is that they need on a daily basis as cigar consumers. And over and over again, I found myself, you know, discovering those same pressing and most prominent questions from all the people internationally. And 
as we know, that is um, where can I buy my cigars and make the best and most educated purchasing decisions? Where can I then smoke those cigars? Because it's becoming more and more challenging, especially over here in Europe, in Asia, when you're traveling on, on business, for example, and you come to a new city or country, you probably have zero clue about where to buy and where to smoke. And then thirdly, who can I enjoy those precious moments with? Um, again, just imagine you're on a business trip to Hong Kong and um, you're, you're lacking contacts or friends in the area. Um, so you, you truly want to know now, where can I get cigars? Where can I enjoy them and smoke them? And would I possibly find somebody from the premium cigar community that would love to join me and, and let's have a smoke together? And Light em Up Go is the answer to all that. It's intended to be a Swiss army knife for the modern cigar consumer and enthusiast. And the Swiss army knife, something that you have in your pocket, a tool that you can use for all various uh, purposes. And it gives you the answers to those questions. So whether it's in your own city, in a foreign country, you have that little application in your pocket that will help you find the very best cigar retailers, the traditional brick and mortars, cigar lounges, and it gives you an opportunity to connect with like-minded people, set up your own little private herf, um, either physically or virtually. So both of that through our event feature. And that's truly it. Um, and uh, it, it's true to the purpose of Light em Up to help people, to connect people, build bridges and be of service to the cigar loving community. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you've done a really good job putting that together. Um, <clears throat> and I really like the concept myself. And I, and I love how you hit on um, like being on a business trip and going somewhere else. I want to know where there's going to be, you know, a cigar shop or a lounge or anything, you know, near where you're going to be. That's great. Um, and it did work. We, um, I mean, we downloaded it to use here. There's not very many locations. Um to smoke here in Boston, but we found uh -huh. them <laughs> through yeah. your app, actually. So yeah, um, and, and I mean, obviously, we we have a large database of of spots globally, but um, we we also rely on our dear friends and family in our community give us feedback. I, I mean, on a daily basis, we have our users sending us new spots and and information um, regarding. Hey, could you please add this or that? Plus, um, the retailers and lounge operators themselves, um, they can change uh, the pictures, you know, give us a little more information and, and help us to make sure that all these information are accurate and always up to date. So it's a constant process. It's a constant back and forth and learning from each other. Absolutely. Uh, I think we should hit our cigars of the night really quick, though. Uh, I know I we didn't talk I know, about I that yet. I forgot <laughs> about that from the beginning. Um, what are you smoking? Nicole, why don't you go first? Um, I'm smoking the McAuliffe A tonight. It's great McAuliffe choice. Night. Great, great choice. I'm smoking the McAuliffe Connecticut Toro. Um, and according to our friends at twoguyscigars.com, if you're a McAuliffe A fan, shout out to the ambassadors in the house. Um, you can find this cigar at twoguyscigars.com. 
for $8.39 a single, or a bundle will set you back $149.99. And that's, again, at the number two, guyscigars.com. Uh, um, we, we actually had a question in the audience super quick. Uh, where can they download this app? Reinhardt, so, um, light them up, go. Because of tobacco regulations and yeah. um, the issues that uh, I'm sure you're all familiar with, uh, when it comes to online services and, and tobacco products, it's not an application that you will find in the um, Apple Store or Google Play. It's a web application, which is also, I would say, probably the the most um, most up to date and and and, and most recent uh, way to to sort of build a new state of the art application. So all you have to do is go to app dot lightemupgo.com and it gives you the the look and feel of a of a native application you can save it to your home screen where it will take you right to that um, web application which we build with flutter um, and um, all it uh, really asks you for is an invite code because um, we said um, light em up should be a, a safe haven and a safe space for the cigar loving community. And that's why we installed that invite code that people will not only jump on randomly, but through that little extra hurdle, we make sure that everybody on there um, has gotten the invite code from a smoking buddy, from a smoking friend. And uh, it's also beautiful little extra in terms of sense of community, because you already know that you will have a smoking buddy on the application, somebody that you can connect with and engage and interact with, which is very important for us. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, like I said before, it's a great tool. Um, and I'm excited to watch it and continue. Matt, just, just to add that, sorry if I interrupt you there. No, 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 go ahead. It's, it's actually very easy to get the invite code. All you got to do is um, either ask yourself, Nicole, um, ask myself, send us a DM or, or just, you know, um, ask somebody who is already on the application. Could you send me the invite code? It's a very simple word. Um, and, and, and that's truly it. So it's, it's really not a hurdle. It's just for us to make sure that it's a, it's a protected and, and safe space for all us in the cigar loving community. And, uh, we want to make sure that, that you already have a friend there once you log on. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And if you guys have any, any questions on how to use it, get in, like Reinhardt said, you can contact any one of us and we'll, and we'll set you up with that information to get you on there. We want to get everyone on there that we can. Uh, that's the goal. So uh, also, it's it's work in progress, right? So right. our our team is is constantly adding new features. The we're still sort of in a in a beta testing mode with um, our initial users that we have on there. We didn't do an official press release yet. Um, we didn't announce it in a big way, but much rather um, by word of mouth and through our select group of ambassadors. Um, because we want to make sure that uh, everything's running perfectly. We're updating our database. We're making it better. And then the next big bang is going to be our event feature. So people will almost find like a, an, an event calendar on there where you can find um, the Smoke and Tobacco Show, for example, or the Cigar Authority, all the virtual programs that are going on on a daily basis. Plus, you will find all the physical events and people can create their own event. So if you live in a faraway remote 
area, I don't know, in northern Idaho and uh, your next cigar lounge is like 200 miles away, then you can host your own event um, and invite some people to your own front porch and be like, let's have a, let's have a herf or a smoke together at 2 p.m. at my place. And then people can come over and join you. Or uh, let's take the example of our business traveler that we spoke about before. And tomorrow you're going to, to Singapore or Macau for, for a business trip. And uh, you say, well, how about we, we meet up at 7 p.m. at XYZ Lounge in Singapore. I'll be there. Um, if you have time, come and join me. Let's have a cigar together. And um, if uh, for some odd reason or uh, the pandemic sort of hitting us again, uh, you're stuck at home and you can only do it uh, virtually, then you could do the very same with a live show, a live program, and, and you post uh, a link or even host it natively through the app and be like, let's uh, get it together tomorrow and we'll smoke a cigar through the application virtually. Absolutely. Um, now, I know you also were a part of the Cigar Rights of the World uh, group that has emerged uh, recently. Tell me a little bit more about that. I, I, it's it's always great to have groups like that, too. So I always, you know, I love giving this stuff airtime. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's another endeavor that's very close to my heart. Um, and um, it is, <laughs> funnily enough... The, the inspiration and the background is the very same how I feel about the, the premium cigar industry in general and my role with Light 'em Up. It is about building bridges, bringing people together and serving a greater purpose, serving the, the cigar community. Um, Cigars of the World is a is a unique global platform. It's it's a grassroots movement, I would say, um, a union for cigar lovers, where all the people out there, you all, you, you make up its heart and soul. Um, what the intention was from the very beginning is to unite, unify, and and consolidate the the voices and the votes of the people empowering other associations that are already out there with the the most important and most dreaded weapon and that is um, all the people it's it's all of you it's the the weight of the voice and the vote of the premium cigar consumer because there there is many uh, amazing platforms out there you know the pca is is trying so hard and doing a great job cigarettes of america has been there for many many years um, trying to, to, to act in the best interest of the, the cigar lovers. Um, there's cigar rights over here in Europe as well, cigar rights of Austria even. And what a lot of those platforms are lacking or missing is the engagement with or the support of the end consumer, the people who ultimately matter, because we all, whether we're part of the industry or not, we are cigar lovers and cigar consumers first and those all these people all the all the global cigar lovers those are the people we need to put behind those endeavors and behind those platforms in order to make sure that our voice is truly heard so we, we see ourselves as a as a unifying tool as a uniting platform a grassroots movement to bring the people together on a global level 
and then redirect all the the various people with their interests and, and time and, and whatever it is to um, the, the associations and platforms where uh, their voice can truly make a difference. So we see ourselves at the service of all these wonderful and well-established other associations and organizations and, 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 and back them with the, the broad weight and voice of the, the consumers. That's the intent. All right. Well, let's, we have to segue uh, super quickly here, but I'm curious what the news, Cigar News is for tonight. So the <clears throat> Cigar News of the Week brought to you by McAuliffe Cigars. McAuliffe Cigars become an ambassador today. You can head over to McAuliffeCigars.com, sign up to be an official ambassador, get your ambassador coin, your ambassador number, and while you're at it, grab a McAuliffe Tasting Passport. Um, Asylum Ships Massive 9 by 90 April Fool Cigar. Um, the Asylum 9, uh, the 7 by 70s and have already been sent out, but the actual 9 by 90 has now been shipped um, from CLE. Yeah. So, I mean, that we got to see it at the trade show. Reinhardt, I believe you saw it too. You were there. Uh, that is a, <laughs> is a massive cigar. And we had Tom and Christian on uh, earlier uh, last month in October. Uh, and we talked about it. It was great. And, uh, yeah, it's... That's a lot of tobacco. I would never attempt it, ever. See, it's I would, for me. and I and I'm gonna say this on record. I'm, uh, no, I I know for a fact. Uh, uh, Coop said he was gonna do it. So, mm. uh, just to kind of bring up, kind of kick the dust up again, into the into the fish tank. Um, yeah, cigar Coop, get to mm. Coop. He's supposed to do it. Remind him. He said, um, multiple times he was gonna do it. So, uh, I want Coop to attempt it. I will. I'll even throw this out there. I will attempt it with him uh, online, live. It might take a few hours, but that's that's no It'll struggle take a for while. that's no struggle for Coop. Uh, well, I'll do a four-hour live with Coop, and I'll and I'll I'll it should I'll be attempt it. Spare notes. And spare notes is only like two hours. You might have to do like a double a double wide double I mean, feature. Go yeah. four hours. Yeah. Be like these are the rules. We'll <laughs> start it, but like we don't go off the air until we're done. Or you know Ooh. what? Let's hit the band. Let's hit the band. Get to the band. David C. Wayne says he's in. <laughs> let me, you, and Coop do a Zoom here at Herf. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to read these comments. Yep. And he spoke the 9 by 90 Bruce, I don't think anyone's had it yet. Um, uh, at least if, like officially on the open market. Uh, What's the largest cigar you've had? An 80. Uh, in terms of ring gauge? Yeah. I've had an 80. Ugh. One, one time. It was an Asylum, 6x80. Mm. Um, longest cigar I've had? Probably the LFD Lajero A. Because mm. I think that one's the longest A I've had. Because it, it, it's, it's a little bit longer than the Opus A, and I think it's a little bit longer than... I'm trying to think. The Liga A... I think that's the longest one. But biggest ring, I've had an 80, and it was tough. I see. I can't do a ring gauge. It's not comfortable for me. Even at six inches, it was was still a long burn because, I mean, you got to get through that whole diameter. Um, It's crazy. And a lot of ash, too. For the love of God, make sure you have a good-sized ashtray. That's just – that's my advice if you're going to go heavy ring. So 90 ring, I mean, it's a little bit bigger, but – 
even a 70 like i'll do a 70 once in a while uh and it's a fun smoke but i mean it the problem is is it takes a lot of puffs to get it hot to burn um like even the 70s i mean you got to give it a couple like quick little um small little puffs and then give you a nice long draw in when you actually want to get your mouth full that you're going to really enjoy uh, that's like my only advice with those just because you can't just hit like a one draw you got to get the heat going and then really suck it in so um <clears throat> that would uh that would be uh my advice on that but yeah i mean 90 by 9 sure i'll do it me and coop will do it if he's up for it i don't know he might not be up for it live he might want to he might want to do it privately so he can like start it stop it start it stop it and then be like yeah i did the whole thing <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, no, keep an eye out for that um, at your local brick and mortar retailer. If your local brick and mortar retailer doesn't have it, um, I think twoguyscigars.com will have it. I'm almost positive they will have that cigar. Yep. So yeah, that's uh, that's a beast of a cigar. I I'm gonna get one. Don't worry. Don't worry I'm gonna get okay. one. I'm gonna try it. All right, all you. Um, top three. Yeah, let's hit the top three right away. Our top three is brought to you. By Room 101 Brands. Room 101 is more than just cigars. It's a whole lifestyle brand. It's really three brands all in one, as Matt, as Matt explained to us. It's a lifestyle brand. Clothing, jewelry, handcrafted. Room 101 Studios. Cigars, fantastic tobacco pieces to put into your flavor socket and enjoy. And if that's not good enough for you, if you'd like to get your drink on, Room 101 Gin, clear, refreshing. The best gin I've ever had, and that's a true story. Uh, Reinhardt, our top three this week is going to be uh, for you being more of a world traveler than us. What are your top three cigar lounges that you have visited in your travels? Hmm. Tough one. Mm. Oh, I love <laughs> the tough ones. It really gets people going. Throws them off their game, keeps them on their toes. So um, my heart's crying when I say that, but the most beautiful lounge that... I think I've ever been to was at the Park Hyatt Vienna in the city center here in Vienna. The Park Hyatt is one of the most beautiful five-star luxury hotels that uh, you could ever imagine. A place very close to my heart because I redesigned their food and beverage program and I was uh, working as a consultant for them setting up the bar program. And they had a beautiful living room. I mean, the whole building is like 600 years old, 500 years old. The decor is stunning. It, it was a true like old school parlor, an old school living room lounge that felt so cozy, natural and warm and fuzzy. And you had a great selection of cigars there. Unfortunately, because of um, our local smoking laws, um, that place is not in existence anymore. But that most definitely is my number one spot of where where I enjoy the cigar at. Secondly, um, I have to say the um, Sahakian Lounge in London, because Edward and Eddie are most fabulous people. I. I admire them, I treasure them enormously, and um, they're fantastic, and so is their lounge at the Bulgari Hotel in London. Well, and then thirdly, 
in all honesty, Matthew, I have to say it it it, it would it would have to be um, Las Vegas uh, because I mean the the all the impressions uh, from my first ever trip to the trade show this year together with with you and with Nicole, um, it, it was memorable. It was fantastic, and um, I couldn't pick out one in particular, but. Um, En Fuego in Henderson was uh, was really special. It was That's a cool also shop. one of the very first true smoke shop, cigar shop experiences for me in the United States. Uh, and then sitting down there with my good buddy Vlad, um, who's in charge of um, Castali cigars and uh, and my cigar lab and Lampert cigars. Um, in the U.S., he lives in in Vegas. He took me to Henderson, and um, having that cigar at En Fuego, um, <laughs> me trying to grab every single cigar from the shelf and taking it home with me because I was <laughs> feeling like a kid in the candy store, and then having uh, a cigar later on, and that was fabulous. So, so that would be my top three, top three for now. I might have to make the trip to London. Now. Yeah, you might have to. I'm going to England in January. So, but not with Matthew. So I'm just gonna go. It's not a. Around. It's not really a a holiday, as they would say. <laughs> it's uh, more of just to go visit mum. Yeah. Going to visit mumsy on the other side of the pond. <laughs> um, so you go to London. You check out all the smoking lounges, and then you can yeah. justify it as a, you know, work travel, and uh, you have to do some proper research, don't you? Yeah, exactly. she can do all the recon and let me know what's worth going to. And the cool thing is, um, you've got light 'em up go in your pocket, so it's all there. You know, you can find everything. That's I'll true. Make sure to use it. Yeah, you're gonna have yeah. to use that when you go over there. You'll be in somewhat. You'll be in unfamiliar territory in terms of cigars. Yeah. Yeah. And Was we also have plenty of wonderful people um, within our community from the United Kingdom. So if you want to to create an event or host an event through the application, I'm sure you'll find plenty of, of wonderful people joining you either virtually or physically. And um, they'd be up for a good cigar and a great chat whilst you're over. Well, I look forward to exploring with that. Yeah, we already we already talked about it. She's she's got a uh, a small shopping list of things to grab while she is outside of the United States of America. Um, yeah, he sent me a cigar wish list already. <laughs> <laughs> only Cuban. <laughs> yeah, it's it's only Cuban. It feels uh, like usually it, it 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 might be the other way around, like right. So it's it's a lot of people like myself um, who who, who want to grab everything um, that 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 is available in the United States because our availability availability of free world cigars um, and, and non-Cuban smoke sometimes is somewhat limited here. Um, it became much better over the last couple of years and uh, non-Cuban cigars are having a, a huge momentum now. But um, um, still, I guess the United States is sort of the promised land when it comes to cigars, especially boutique. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it, it, it's an interesting concept depending on how you look at it. Whether it if you're an American and you live here and you're used to how you know we shop for cigars and then you ask someone like yourself who lives in Europe uh, and the primary stuff that you guys see is Cuban first and then you see everything else. Yeah, it, it's, it's certainly it's different and it's interesting. Um, for us, I mean, if you're, a, if you're a regular heavy cigar smoker, I mean, you, you generally know how to get Cubans into the country. I, I mean, I, I know of ways... Um, I, I, I can't <laughs> say too much. I have my sources. 
Um, but, you know, I mean, it's, uh, you know, we, we, we talk about this a lot here. You know, what, what would happen if the embargo ended yeah. and then the Cubans were here like anything else? Um, to be honest with you, I think it would be the Cuban cigar supply and quality has, you know, been a, a, a major issue for a little while now. Um, to open that up to the United States, which is arguably the largest, you know, cigar market in the world. Um, they would have their boom and then it would fizzle. Well, not only that, but before they even get to their boom, I mean, they would have their hype because now it's it's cool and everyone yeah. would be asking for them. But, but they would, would have down. a hard time supplying cigars. And I already know a lot of cigar shop owners I've had this conversation with who said, like, I'll buy them, I'll take them in. But I'm going to have a strict policy on Cubans and Cubans only. I will not guarantee them. So if you buy them and they don't burn right or there's something wrong with them, I won't guarantee them. Anything, you know, like it just because that's just how it, you have to be. If not, you'll be going, you'll be going through stuff left and right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be hard to get. They'll, they'll, they'll be what some of like the like Opus X and stuff is here. I mean, it, it's it, it'll be like couple. You get a couple of boxes of certain things, and then they're gone, and there won't be enough. Um, you know, they 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 need to rebuild their infrastructure if they want to take on that kind of supply, but. You know, it's fortunately for them, right now, it doesn't seem as though it's going anywhere. So, uh, but if it ever did, that would be a, a major shakeup. What if? I think what would happen is, for us, you would see, even if even in a perfect world, if they had plenty of supply to really fill everyone really comfortably all across the country, I think what you would see is a rapid decline in every non-Cuban cigar brand. Because what's going to happen is all these people who could never get them before that's all they're going to buy and they're going to get caught up in the hype and it'll be a huge influx of all cuban shopping and then i think what you'll see is slowly people will start to return back to what they had before um they either find the cubans that they like and what they don't like and they'll filter out the ones they don't like and just bring back in their other smokes or they're going to find that the cuban cigars are not really on the same par is some of the stuff that we're already used to having. I mean, arguably, the best cigars in the world are coming out of Nicaragua right now. Um, ask ask most people, you know, and the, and the Dominican, and then, you know, obviously Honduras is now a growing, you know, major cigar producer. But, you know, you put that up against the Cubans in terms of quality and and uh, just all around. And the Cubans are definitely last on that list right now. Uh, they're not where they used to be. But I digress. That's my... Anyway, <laughs> anyway, on that note, though, um, new cigar brands, um, you have a new job. Absolutely. I know. <laughs> Let's talk about your new job for a minute. Um, do you want to start, Matthew? Yeah. So it was about a month ago or so it was officially announced, I want to say, um, that the Mirafel cigar brand will be taking flight and you will be... At some part of the controls, too, with Jeremiah there, you're going to be uh, vice president of sales. Tell us a little bit more about that. That's that's a really cool and interesting um, thing to come about, but also just just to see you uh, to see you involved in that capacity is is great. I'm really excited for you. Tell me a little bit more about that. So I think a, f a few of the points that you just mentioned that that we discussed before are sort of the the perfect segues when when it comes to that first of all it's the impact that old europe 
has always had on the premium cigar industry and that that very notion of the old european legacy the the style elegance and finesse that europe is is sometimes and most rightfully associated with that the miracle family always perfectly depicted and and lived and breathed over the centuries secondly it's um the aspect of un uncompromising quality and even in times of of booms or mini booms or uptrends and demands where when when everybody now is uh, you know trying to get cigars out there um the the consumer demand is, is skyrocketing and um, there's supply issues um it's tempting to focus on making a quick buck marketing the heck out of your product creating a wonderful story and sort of mystique around it but then it's probably lacking in depth and especially in quality. The Miracle family for generations and centuries has been behind the curtains and behind the scenes of the premium tobacco and premium cigar industry. And even if a few consumers might not be familiar with the name Miracle, what they enjoy today has largely been influenced and impacted by the fingerprint of generations of miracles through international tobacco trade how they got involved um, early on in the tobacco growing operations and manufacturing of cigars in old europe tobacco trade with sumatra way back in the days the early days in in cuba um, and them exporting not only tobacco, but cigars from Cuba over to Europe. And um, obviously today, as we all know, the the most delicate and precious uh, of wrapper leaves, the African gold, uh, true Miraful Cameroon tobacco, um, that's what the family has taken care of in, in such a pristine and unique way. Um, providing the industry with some of the finest raw materials and also taking care of international trade and distribution of premium cigars through Arturo Fuente International and Patron. Now, the Mariful Cigar brand is the last step in the family legacy and where Jeremiah Mariful and Joshua and, and, and the entire family have said, let's create something that is so unique so mesmerizing delicate and the essence of uber luxury uber tradition and, and uber quality those old values and beliefs that the, that the family has always treasured and preserved and taken care of and put it in the mirrorful cigar brand the first own miracle cigar and it was fascinating to me when i learned about this project just as it was fascinating for me to to get to know jeremiah and over the years we have built uh, a very special relationship of, of trust and uh, us realizing that we shared the same values and beliefs and it was like all the stars aligned 
and uh, finally when i when i wrote the cover story um about jeremiah Mirafol about uber tradition on the last uh, issue of cigar journal and when jeremiah revealed to the world that um, he's going to be launching the Mirafol cigar brand it was like a natural fit and uh, because of my track record my experience in the luxury world in hospitality um we ultimately said this is meant to be and so i was i was honored and i consider myself blessed and fortunate to with my talents and my experience support that new project and help perpetuate the legacy of the mirapol family through those means and through those projects excuse me so what is the timeline <clears throat> that's what i think i'm more curious about we have already announced that um the mirapol cigar brand will be revealed to the world this year through our public announcement and the uh, first lines uh, of product and the first um SKUs um going to be available early in 2022 so um beginning of next year be on the lookout for some of the most unique and uh, precious and pristine smoking experiences that you will encounter and are there places in the US who have already agreed to take the cigars on or not quite there yet cuz i just want to know when i can buy them <laughs> that's, that's where i'm at you will know but um please bear bear with us and yeah. um i have to ask for your patience um we will reveal all those details in due time but we're not there yet um where we're talking about specific locations but i can reassure you that it's going to be uh, a very select group of hand picked partners that uh, the mirapol cigar brand will be working with and they will provide a very special experience in terms of how you discover the product how you get to learn about the unique history and story of the mirapol family the tobaccos that are being used for for those precious cigars and just the entire experience this is a brand that um, that is built on wonderful values and qualities and it needs to be translated it needs to be presented it needs to be experienced in a very particular way and and that's why we want to be very careful and very selective about who we're going to be working with and who are the people that will be representing and providing those products um, to the people yeah and if you want to uh hear a little bit more about it hopefully maybe we can squeeze a few more details out of it next weekend uh on a very special episode we will have the one and only Jeremiah Mirapfel on the show with us i believe that's going i believe that's going to be at 3 p.m. eastern um i have to verify that that time but it'll be next saturday afternoon uh, he will be on with us. So, I mean, I'm going to try and pick his brain a little bit more on it. We'll see what I can get out of him. And we're obviously going to talk more about uh, him and his family and, and everything that they've done. And it's kind of the stuff that, you know, Reinhardt has, has touched upon um, already tonight. Uh, we'll do a more in-depth interview and have a nice conversation with Jeremiah next weekend. So we're really, really excited about that. So don't forget to uh, to tune in and, and, and watch with us live. Or if not, maybe listen to us wherever podcasts can be found on audio on demand.
Um, it's, it's really absolutely fascinating. I mean, once you get to, to know and, and understand the family history and, and the legacy of all those previous generations, uh, Mayor, Ernest, Heller, Richard, Mirabel, all those gentlemen that have given also their, their heart and soul to, to build something um, that is so deeply rooted in, in those old values that are on the verge of extinction nowadays, it's, it's absolutely fascinating. And, and I'm delighted that through the Mirabel cigar brand, um, people will have a chance to, to get an understanding of that and to experience what it means to provide uncompromising quality and, and take no shortcuts, but to, to truly say, this is what we want to do. These are those core principles that, that we are bound by and that we will always treasure and, and never compromise on. So it's truly special. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's going to be a great fit for you. I think that, um, you know, it, it, I'm really, just, I'm just excited to hear more. I'm excited mm -hmm. to see, you know, what what comes out of it, um, what you guys have to display and show for us in terms of cigars. I'm, it's just so intrigued. You know, one of the things that a lot of people have, it's come up in a few conversations that I've had with some folks, and one thing that comes, and I know you probably can't answer this, but the first thing that people always bring up in this conversation is, well, is it going to be, Cameroon. Is it going to be all Cameroon? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I, that's just where everyone's mind goes. Like, well, I mean, Jeremiah, is, is it going to be like a, a Cameroon cigar? Um, but I, I thought I had heard some 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 rumors that it, it actually won't involve Cameroon. Is this true? Can you tell that to us? Let's put it that way without revealing too much. Um, <laughs> if you have a family that is in charge of growing the most pristine and prestigious, excellent cigar wrapper. If you have a family in charge of that, chances are that Miracle Cameroon tobacco will play an essential role in the See, market. now that's that now we're getting somewhere. Now we're getting But some... it might not be all Cameroon. Oh no, no, yeah. I know. But there will be Cameroon involved. Yeah. I, I had to assume. I heard some people say, like, I don't think it's going to be any Cameroon. Like, How can you say that? It, I mean, They're known on. for Cameroon. I mean, that's what they're <laughs> known for. So I, yeah. I had to set the record straight on that. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Um, one, one thing you can be sure about, though, is um, you won't see a 9 by 90 by the Miracle <laughs> Cigar brand. <laughs> and as much as I'm curious to see Coop smoking that massive cigar, um, the Miracle Cigar brand is, in a most charming and, and, and respectful way, going to be the antithesis to that, where it's all about the old European legacy. It's all about traditional Vitolas. It's all about um, an exquisite experience of uh, taking the most delicate and pristine raw materials and presenting them in a, in a traditional and elegant way. I like that. I do, too. I think it's a nice, uh, it's classy, you know. It's classy. It's original. It's old school. Yeah. Like you said, it's whatever the opposite is of a nine by ninety. Yeah. Experience. So no. expect a lot of robustos it's and maybe some Churchills, stuff like that. No, but they're going to perfect the classics. I mean, absolutely. That's no, absolutely. I um, you know, 
it's it's amazing, you know, just to sit here and talk to you. Um, and again, I, I want to thank you for being here with us tonight, especially with the time change. Yeah, thank I, that's you. that's tough. So you're you're creeping up around like two a.m. now. Um, that's that's insane. I I hope that when we are done, you can go go back and get some get some sleep from this. I hope this doesn't ruin your Friday. Um. <laughs> Matthew, I'm I'm used to bartending um, um, for for quite a long time, um, having worked in hospitality. I'm used to that, so um, no, it's it's truly a, a blessing. It's a it's a pleasure and honor for me. So no worries at all. Now you were also and I get to talk about things that are close to my heart and that I love. So um, all the better. Oh, absolutely. You got to have passion. You know, um, anything you do, you got to have passion. You certainly have a lot of it um, for the for this industry. Uh, you and I are actually well, Nicole and I and you uh, were all all pieces of a of a larger puzzle. Um, earlier in the year, we all took part in the uh, the marathon for ah, the Meet the Professor. Cool. That was really cool. You were more like, kind of like one of the lead moderators of that whole thing too. Uh, I know you were kind of in charge of. It was a 24-hour broadcast, right? So, and I believe it was like every eight hours you had to end. And part of your part of your duties were you had to keep the live feed going uh, consistently <laughs> the whole time, so they didn't drop out. Um, what was that experience like? Cause that, that's definitely very unique, even for, you know, podcasters and, and media, that kind of overseeing that kind of production, um, that, that, that definitely took a lot of planning. Um, what was that it like? It wasn't the same project, Matthew. Um, I mean, I think overall we went on for almost 27 hours because we, we started on a Saturday and then went all the way up to the, uh, regular schedule of the meet the professor show um which is usually at 8 p.m central european 2 p.m eastern on a sunday um so we we had 24 hours before that plus the meet the professor show thereafter so it, it ended up uh, i believe at around 27 hours and i um i was fortunate to to be part of that project as sort of uh, I wouldn't dare say uh, like a master of ceremonies, but um, I was sort of co-hosting the whole thing and I helped to organize the entire schedule. And I mean, just the, the sheer workload in, in putting all the, the pieces of the puzzle together, uh, I was juggling like nine or 10 different time zones with people from all walks of life. So we had to make sure that um, whilst certain people from Asia were, you know, almost going to bed, uh, the, the US was uh, just getting up and, and right. Europe in between, we, we, we had to, to do all sorts of uh, crazy juggling around. And then obviously I did the the entire marathon because I was doing some moderations in between and uh, and you know passing on the torch from one moderator to the other. Um, and I actually never shared this, but uh, I was feeling horrible that day because I I had fever and I was shaken and I was cold. So oh no. I, I, I was lying down and trying to get some rest, um, but but when we pulled it off, and uh, I, I think nobody realized uh, what was going on behind the scenes, but it was an insane operation, and it was one of the most uh, special experiences with the entire cigar community. But there was people who did the entire marathon, like uh, Joey Blanco, um, who, who was there all the time, and uh, quite a few others, um, but 
in particular, it's because of people like yourself, um, Nicole, Matthew, um, you were part of the whole thing. We had um, media professionals um, from, again, all walks of life and all ends of the earth, um, all part of the cigar community. We brought them together with uh, passionate enthusiasts, our ambassadors for cigar rights of the world. Um, there were people from, you know, literally every end of the world. Um, and we all celebrated our passion for cigars. And that's what, what, what will always fascinate me about that simple, humble product. It's, it's, as I said, fermented leaves of tobacco rolled into a slender, beautiful Vitola. Yet it's everything behind that. A cigar is never just a cigar. It's a unifying tool, a vessel. It's a door opener. It's the essence of time. It's a chance for all of us to come together and share and embrace a precious moment and experience with like-minded people. It gives us an opportunity to make new encounters, uh, probably have a, an open discussion with people who share other values and beliefs. It was definitely very dynamic. I will say that. I mean, it, it was, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. Um, it was definitely, you know, there was a lot of interesting people that were being interviewed and even the ones doing the interviewing. Um, great lineup too. Um, it, it just a lot of information, a lot of, a lot of different points of view experiences just very complex uh much, much like a good cigar i mean not not to make like a joke but like also it, it, I mean, it plays well so uh no i mean it, it definitely it definitely it, i think it went well um it was definitely a lot of fun to watch i didn't mm -hmm. obviously watch every minute of it but um <laughs> it was a little it was a little challenging for me to do so but it, w it was awesome yeah. It was really cool. We tried to watch as much as we could. I think we at did. Like three o'clock in the morning, I woke up. I'm like, "What's going on? Let's, <laughs> let's <laughs> yeah, in. yeah." We uh, we we definitely watched as much as we could though, and and the whole yeah. thing went really well. And and I I'd, I'd love to see that again, just because like uh, I'm such a fan of that that stuff too, uh, just the the aspect of it. Uh, so I'd I'd love to see it again if they do it again. That'd be great. And uh, and I you know and I appreciate you know everyone you know allowing us to be a part of it too. That was really an honor to be involved. So one thing I have to say in, in, in general, and I believe the the last two years have certainly brought one dynamic in particular to the forefront, and that is the cigar industry has become a little more transparent. I don't know if that's the right word, but more open where we have more opportunities now to bring together the various stakeholders of the industry and and even people outside of the industry the end consumer mm -hmm. together with manufacturers with the growers cigar media it feels like through all these virtual platforms the zooms the lounges uh, amazing shows like like yours which which i love and i always try to watch and follow you know there we can find all these gold nuggets. We can find the information. We can, you know, literally connect with the the people behind the scenes, with the manufacturers, the people who, who grow the tobacco, the blenders, uh, the retailers, the media professionals. Suddenly um, the information is out there and uh, we now can all get those informations which i think is fantastic and a 
beautiful moment in time for all of us as cigar consumers because there has never been a time when um, we could get our hands on more information and in in return i feel like uh, this also creates more responsibility for everybody within the industry in, in particular the the, the specialist uh, brick and mortar retailers for example Every cigar consumer now is so well informed and truly knows his or her game that we need to reciprocate that or resemble that as professionals. And and that I believe is a, is a beautiful, beautiful um, positive effect of, of those last years where the industry has become a little more transparent for everybody. I definitely, I, I definitely feel like last year with the pandemic and all that, that, that gave the industry a huge boost in its information delivery, um, by you know, it was an industry that wasn't as technological or, you know, online. It was very in-person in the cigar shops, you know, face to face. That really changed. It really brought the industry as a whole, even with you know consumers and everyone in it, um, <clears throat> really brought them forward. Uh, and just like you said, I think everything you said is true. And and now like th- there's there's so much information that's available to people. Um, to learn more and get more involved with the cigar industry, I think it's been a huge help, um, especially when it comes to like cigar rights stuff. Um, now that there's more and more media and online stuff for for even consumers to get involved in, it's it's something that now they're becoming slowly but more aware of um, mm-hmm. than I would say they would you know five years ago. So it's definitely been good, and I just hope that it continues to grow. Uh, there's a lot out there, and uh, it's hard to stay on top of it, but at least there's a lot out there, and and it's good for the consumer. But uh, unfortunately, we are out of time for tonight. Um, I want to thank you again for being here with us. Really appreciate it. Um, it's a great time, great conversation. Always a pleasure to see you. Um, everyone watching at home, thank you very much for being here with us tonight. Thank you for watching. Also, if you're listening, don't forget to like and subscribe everywhere our podcast can be found on all platforms. Uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, don't forget, next week we have on our regular scheduled programming – Thursday night, same time, same place. Um, we have the mystical... No, not mystical. I don't know why I said mystical. Um, he could be a little mystical. I guess he could be a little mystical. Um, former cigar brand owner, now best-selling author, uh, Mr. Fred Rui. And, uh, Formerly of Nomad. Se- semi-professional um, chef, mm-hmm. I will add. Uh, the better part of Hacking Gourmet. Um, of Nomad Cigars. Uh, Mr. Fred Rui. Uh, will be with us next week, which will be awesome. Fred is a great time. He's an awesome guy, and it'll be uh, a fun show for sure. And then next Saturday, doubleheader, we do have Jeremiah Marifel with us. And then later that night, it'll be another episode of Spare Notes with myself Ooh, and William so Cooper. Triple, triple show week. Triple show week, doubleheader day. Uh, next Saturday will yeah. be a longer day. It's uh, a lot of broadcasting. So, um, <clears throat> so don't miss that, all those lot stuff coming up and then the week after we don't have anyone with us it's no, our it'll thanksgiving just be special us on thanksgiving probably in turkey comas um i believe having a cigar i believe we we might even record that show the day before i'm not sure uh given the hall i have to confirm that information uh, also i believe our friend mr jonathan carney will be with us and we'll be doing or maybe some we can just do a thanksgiving hearth we'll see we'll yeah. see there's a lot of we'll options see. that we can we can play um However, following that, first week of December, we will have the one and only Mr. Charlie Minato from halfwheel.com yes. with us. 
which will be a very interesting episode. Uh, really getting to talk to him about some kind of different things within the media. Uh, also, it's about that time, the end of the year. Uh, the contenders for Cigar of the Year are going to be coming out for everyone. So we'll talk to Charlie about you know what he thinks for Half Wheel. Um, and hopefully by then we'll be revealing who we have in the running for our Cigar of the Years. Uh, we're going to do a, a top 10. Uh, it's going to be out of 10 that we put together, and we'll unveil that list soon. Um, but other than that, we want to thank you all for being here with us tonight. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Take care, guys. Bye, everyone. <laughs>